Welcome, everybody. It's Draft Politics. It's another indictment episode, and it's me, EJ, and with me... It's Steve. Um, before we get started, I know we are at Era Cider. It's a delightful place. It's beautiful. a lovely day. It's beautiful out. We're sitting outside. Uh, it's families and probably some dogs I don't see right now. It's delightful. Um, and there's plenty we could talk about, but do we want to wait till Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. There's going to be that big press conference on Monday, right? Right, that's right. Gonna yeah, yeah. Trump's got that. that wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh. Oh, oh, no, no he canceled, canceled it. Canceled. Yeah, oh, okay. sorry. I thought that was going to be the day we were going to find everything out. Oh, well, I guess that's when uh, when the uh, unidentified biologics, whatever, exactly. alien biologics. Uh, we'll just have to wait for the very serious and legal filings, Yes, according yes, to the yes, canceling yes. tweet. <laughs> uh, we are going to have a new segment this week. Uh, it is This Week in Fun Fox News Headlines. Okay, okay. Let's give it a try. Uh, do you want to start there? Do you want to go somewhere else? What are we doing? It's, I think we'll by just the way, it's Friday, that. everybody. We're recording this. Uh, you probably won't get this till at least Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah. we're feeling a little spicy. And, and all happy over the birthday, place. Steve. Happy, well, I feel like next weekend's probably more. Eh, it's kind of in the middle, I suppose. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. All right. I'm going to give it, it to you. I'm going to take it. You know what? Fine. There happy you go. birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Let's get started. The Fox News headline will certainly come up in flow at some point. Okay. Um, because we do have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, the indictments just keep on coming. And if you remember, when we first started this podcast, 96 episodes ago. Yes. We had a segment that was like, this week in indicted Illinois politicians. Right. And... I was somewhat sad to see that go, but luckily... <laughs> that, that hole in our hearts has been filled. filled yes, exactly. Because <laughs> here we are. Which one? What? Baba? Baba. That was me. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so real quick, sidetrack here. Eris, uh, when you're sitting outside, they have QR codes associated with table. You can say... I would like a beer, and you go in your phone, and then you t say what beer you want, and then people bring you beer. You don't actually go anywhere. You yeah, don't get it's up. very nice. You don't have to wait. It just shows up. Just it's shows up. Downright magical. It is. It is. Toast but anyhow, indictments. Indictments. So you know, we used to have that segment, but now we can just have the this week in Donald, Donald Trump indictments, or just this week in Donald Trump because indictments is pretty much implied at this it point. It is. It what is else kind is of implied doing? right now. So. I mean, a few updates on the on the cases that we've already known about. Are the, you know, the old boring indictments like Florida. Um, I, really, the two interesting things there since we last talked. One, uh, Judge Eileen Cannon evidently is watching Fox News. And then the next day she goes into court and suggests the legal defense strategies brought up on Fox News. To the defense. <laughs> hey, guys, why don't you look into this jurisdictional question of the grand jury being in D.C. and the charges right. being brought here? Right. Like that. That's no, not a thing. No bias at all. So let's we can safely assume that that the Florida thing not going to go like we hope. <laughs> um, well, the other funny thing was, you know, they've got a, all these sensitive documents to review. Yeah. And Donald Trump's lawyers were like. Here's what we'd like you to do. We would like you to 
pay for, you government, pay for a SCIF, a sensitive compartmentalized information information facility facility. at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. That is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Well, and there's a certain, like, like... Who is actually in charge of like assembling skiffs versus like who's involved in the court case? Like nobody, nobody in the judiciary can say, "Build us a skiff." That's not a thing. Yep. Like they don't Thank do you. that. You, you know what they do? They have courtrooms. Yeah. They don't need skiffs because you go to the court. Right. Well, and and imagine, the whole point of this was that he couldn't, bi- he didn't build one at Mar-a-Lago when he was president. Right. When he probably had some influence on right. It. You know, that would be a good he, place to store secrets. Yes. Had he done that, he could have turned that even fine bathroom into a skiff. Right. Just ridiculous. He could have taken Just a shit into a skiff. <laughs> no, no. Shits are fine. <laughs> Fucks are not. <laughs> uh, right. Well, we'll have to figure out what that rest of that acronym is. <laughs> Secret hiding information system. <laughs> Secret, secret uh, hidden information flusher. Yeah, there you go. There we go. So, so that's that's interesting and funny, not funny. Uh, DC. Speaking of shit, the the that judge, judge is clearly on our side and part of the deep state. I mean, she is, she is, uh, very clear about how she is paying attention to tweets. She's paying attention to threats. She said very clearly, look. I don't care about politics. You're not a candidate when you're in the courtroom. You're a citizen. Yeah. Who is accused of some crimes. Yeah. Running for office is your day job. Right. Like, just just very clear. And, like, you want to keep talking, talking shit out there? You want to keep threatening the jury pool? That'll mean that the trial's sooner, not later. Yeah. Like, just... I, and that is that is a great threat because that is the thing that he's most afraid of is actually going to trial. Yeah. Uh, the other interesting th- thing that happened in the D.C. Circuit was we learned about uh, some lawsuits against Twitter to subpoena records from Donald Trump's account. Yes. That they took an awfully long time uh, to respond to and ended up being fined over $350,000 for the delays in responding to that. And the judge was like, so do you think you're just dragging your feet because maybe your CEO wants to cozy up to a former president? <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. I love when judges are a little pithy and, and whatnot. Yes. Um, but it does lead me to a question. This is a, a trivia question for you. Who do you think has the worst job in the world right now? Worst well, job in the world. Anybody who is currently Trump's lawyer is a pretty bad job. Yeah, but they're getting paid a lot of money. Are they? No, maybe. No, I think. I oh, do no, they're think being paid by the pack, yeah, so they're probably yeah. fine. <laughs> what What would you suggest is possibly a worse job than that? The person at the Department of Justice who's got to read everything that Donald Trump puts on social media and says at rallies because they it's all evidence. Yeah. You have the right to remain this silent. Is, this is where I feel like AI could come to play. Like, you know, I just... Su- summarize everything this l- l- lunatic has said. Okay, thank the you. The problem is I don't want the AI knowing that, man. I don't want it ingesting that. You It'll know, forever at least a human it. will die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really wish that on anybody, but 
there's a shelf life to that memory. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <sighs> and so now the most important, interesting thing from the last week. In our last podcast, I said, well, we'll be back quickly because an indictment's going to drop. Yes. And, and drop so it has. the way this sort of unfolded was there was a kind of leak. What happened was the indictment, like, got posted to the, the Georgia like, website, like the cover sheet or whatever. So yeah. you saw at least some of what was about to come down. And that was the first uh, mention we had of Rico. Suave. Rico. Suave. Suave. Yeah, so the cover sheet, Reuters, or, yeah, I think it was Reuters, they must have just been bashing the F5 on their computer. Right. And something popped up for less than two minutes. Yeah. And it was the cover sheet from the charging document. And, you know, it listed out all of these uh, all of I, these. Crimes. I'd like to hope that they have some clever script that just pounds a URL until it's like, oh, there's something download, dude, and does whatever. I'm going to uh, imagine it was an intern. Okay. Or it's an intern. It's an intern. Their, their finger, like... Like with calluses, maybe bleeding a little because yeah. it's been like F five E the intern. Like You're F5 just out there. is imprinted on their flesh. They have there. a keyboard with one key. It's just, it's one big key. They keep smashing it like they're in jeopardy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they've got the little bird like Homer Simpson had to there release. You the, there you go. There you go. Yes. Yes. The, the so, drinking bird. So we got this thing, and it was on Monday. We all knew the grand jury was meeting again Monday and Tuesday. The kind of conventional wisdom was that a charging, you know, if something was going to come out, it was going to be on Tuesday. But then that cover sheet dropped, and they kind of said, uh, I think we're all just going to stick around the rest of the day. Yeah. And the actual charges dropped at 9 o'clock or something yeah. that night. So 9 o'clock Eastern, because we're time zone sensitive. And it was, it's a massive document. It is a hundred pages. Yeah. Well, and, and the main reason why comes back to Rico. Because um, what they're trying to do is, and, and apparently Fonnie Willis is kind of a fan of Rico in that it it establishes a good structure for having a narrative around this. Because like, you can have all these individual charges, and you see this in the, in the Florida case, you see this in the D.C. case, where it's like, oh, here's a bunch of charges about things that were done. But RICO somewhat requires that you establish this narrative of the criminal enterprise yes. that happened and how is it connected to all these people. And so it's got much more of a story going on in it. Plus, it has a few more people, uh, uh, guest stars, if you will, in this uh in this indictment. Yeah, and I love that the uh, RICO is racketeering influenced and corrupt organizations is yeah. what it stands for. Yeah. And 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 it and the reason this exists is because they want to have a way to go after the mafia and organizations like that that were very good about compartmentalizing like right. well 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 Joe Bob over here is going to go commit that crime and that's fine and this other guy's going to do this crime and those guys get arrested and we don't care because we aren't implicated but if you're part of that criminal enterprise and part of that conspiracy that's where they get all these extra tools and all this ability to then prosecute you right and if you can so you have to show that enterprise you have to show that it was an organization you have to show that they were all trying to do a similar thing the same thing yeah um and then show all of these acts and the thing that really has been fascinating to me has been you know the acts in furtherance of the crime where it's like oh these things aren't criminal but if you do them as part of 
the grand the overall scheme, conspiracy, right. then they become part of it. Yeah. And so you, if you read through that document, and I have read it all 100 pages, I can't tell you that I was sober for all 100 pages. I would hope not. Yeah, but I did get <laughs> through them all. And you see, like, very specific legal language wrapped around tweets. Yeah. You know, so, like, and on this date, Donald Trump did make to happen the following tweet in furtherance of the crime. You know, and Forsooth like, and such. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so, like, once again, like, is that tweet a crime? No. But is it part of furthering yeah. the conspiracy? Yes. And... Um, and not unrelated is if one was going to have a, I don't know, a press conference where one tried to suggest that there you had found fraud in all of this, yeah. uh, that might also, I don't know, be part of a mm-hmm. criminal a superseding indictment. Um, so the other crazy thing is there are 19 people in this. Yes. There are 19 eight, defendants. Yeah, 19. There are eight, well, 18 defendants. Yeah. Does that number include Trump, though? No, 19 including Trump. Okay, 19 including Trump. Okay. It's, it's all the players you know. And some people you didn't know. Right. Because it's Trump. It's Giuliani. It's everybody's favorite lawyer, John Eastman, uh, Mark Meadows, former chief of staff. And we'll talk about him because oh, I yeah. think his, his story is interesting. Sidney Powell, Kenneth, bring me the big cheese, Cheeseboro, Jeffrey Clark, Jenna Ellis. And then you start to get into some uh, very specific Georgia folks, kind of, uh, Ray Smith, Robert Cheeley, Michael Roman, David Schaefer, uh, Sean Still, uh, Stephen Cliffgard Lee, uh, Harrison William Prescott Floyd, and actually one of my favorite people, uh, Trevion Kuti, who is a publicist for um, he's a publicist for Kanye, <laughs> and Kanye enlisted him. To go try to pressure Ruby Freeman, yes, the one of the Georgia workers, to say that they had cheated, that yeah. they had done things, yeah. like pressured them into lying, and so he's included. Then we've got Kathy Latham, uh, who's a uh, Republican Party operative and one of the fake electors. Misty Hampton, great name. Uh, she's the the director in Coffee County, and this is what's what's interesting about Coffee County is that. And crimes we haven't seen anyplace else are that there are computer crimes here because this Misty Hampton person, like, said to anybody who wanted, like, come take all of the voter data off the servers in Coffee County. So, hey, got a Cyber Ninjas. Yes, we got sighting. Cyber Ninjas spotted in Georgia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was the thing that struck me as surprising and all this. Like, I knew, like, all the stuff around pressuring people and all that sort of stuff. Like, I had no idea that they were, like, getting into systems and hacking and, and all that sort of stuff. And Well, they just um, imaged the servers. Right. So just and, and to be clear, yeah, and then disseminated is that. a very loose term here. It's not like they were, like, breaking the firewalls and, and all that. No, no, no. Yeah. Just, like, walk in and, like, take a copy of something on a USB key or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, it really, really astounding. So you see a lot of charges in there that are and about I have to say, forgery like, and... As somebody who has now worked as an election judge, like, this is insanity to me. Like, it's like, like, all of the, like, controls around, well, this cabinet has this zip tie and it's recorded on this document. It was signed by this person. So we have this chain of custody around every single thing. And this is where it goes. And then some dude's like, hey, man, can I come in and get a copy of that? Like, no. (laughs) What are you doing? Well, Well, and these are the same people who... You know, prosecuted 
a uh, prosecuted a journalist for computer hacking yeah. when he went to a public website and downloaded what was on the public website. Yeah. And they charged him with unauthorized computer access. The same people are like, hey, why don't you come in and grab images of these servers? So, uh, again, a huge, broad span of charges. I, you know, I, you said something about, you know, the RICO Act Suave. really needing a story. And I do think that that is something that is really interesting about all of the charges so far. So, like, even the, you know, the, the charge in D.C., it wasn't just a list of charges. It was the story behind it because they're trying, everybody's trying to tell the narrative because the narrative is important. Um, yes. And it's, I, again, I think everybody should read these things. Um, I'm going to read it again. Again, I'm still threatening to just record the whole thing and put it out there. But I'm sure somebody's done it. You can get it in the TikTok voice. Um, a couple interesting things about Georgia and whatnot. One is he'll be booked. Everybody's going to be booked in the next week. Yeah. Um, but there's no arraignment at the same time. So in the federal cases, there was a booking and an arraignment that happened the same day. That's not going to happen. It's going to be split out. So the arraignment will probably not be until September. Yep. And it'll be on television. So we'll be able to watch it live. Oh. And I am here to tell you, I am going to have a beer. I don't care what time. It's going to be airport rules, man. Airport rules when Donald Trump's being indicted on TV. I'm having a yes. beer. I'm, I'm yes. actually planning ahead. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. It's going to be something good. And I'm going to have it. Yeah, like like plan out your – make a plan. Make a plan. This is like voting where it's like make a plan for what that when that comes because it's important. And you should watch it and you should enjoy it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so the other interesting thing is the judge that, that was assigned randomly is the newest judge on that bench. Was appointed six months ago by Governor Kemp. He's a Federalist Society member. Yeah. Um, was the former uh, inspector general. Um, and so that all feels like, oh, boy, that's bad. Um, bad for democracy. Uh, but at the same time, he used to work for Fonnie Willis yes. when Fonnie Willis was yes. an organized crime prosecutor. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, like, if, if you look at his, like, resume, it's like, 50-50. It's like, oh, he's clearly against us. Oh, he's clearly on our side. Like, uh, yeah. oh, it could be Which either way. Which is great. Yeah. Like I'm, that's, all, yeah. I'm all for that. Like, you know, ultimately, you know, that won't affect anybody who's in the fantasy world of like, well, this is all the deep state, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, hey. I mean, I'd it's like kind a of nice a deep south state? Deep south, yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? there you go. Um, Why not? And, and I, I guess the other interesting thing, and maybe we, we move on past this, is... Um, Something that we've kind of expected is that all of the federal officials would would try to get out of Georgia, get out of Georgia courts um, to claim that they were actually federal officials. So it should be a right. uh, heard in acting in their capacity. As, yes. Yeah, exactly. So the first person to do this was Mark Meadows. And I think he did it approximately 17 seconds after things dropped. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's really interesting. So, you know, his filing says, hey, man, I was just uh, I was just a federal official just doing my job. And, uh, yeah, we, we should be in federal court. And it'll probably be dismissed. 
But uh, I'm not going to tell you why it's going to be dismissed. Maybe I'll just save that one. But just uh, can we just do this in federal court? And, like, it really feels like, hey, guys, I can't tell you this, but I've already pled guilty to all this shit in federal courts. <laughs> right. And I'm, I've flipped. But I can't tell you in Georgia. I got to wait. Could you just move it? Just just shift it up there. Yeah. Then I'll well, flip for you, too. I'll flip for everybody. I'm a very flippable guy. Yeah. Um, why did that in sort of a George Bush voice? I don't know. But anyhow, um, there's uh, one thing to keep in mind, though, about the whole federal court versus Georgia court. Even if it was moved to federal court, it is still a Georgia state case. And... If you know, and so it would not fall under Trump's pardon power if he managed to become president in the yeah. meantime. Um, so we're still good there. And honestly, like a lot of this, it's unlikely that we'd move to federal court because the laws are so different between the state level and the federal level. Like the like the like they both have yeah. RICO statutes, but there are like nuances to like Georgia RICO versus federal RICO. It would be very hard to pull that off. Yeah, and uh, there are some other things. You know, the standards to move it to federal court. You know, one of those things is, like, it actually has to be your job. And so, like, I assure you, nobody in the federal government's job is to forge documents. Well, and ultimately, the job that was being carried out had to do with the election campaign, not yes. with the job as chief of staff or whatever else. And so it's a totally different operation and, therefore, not necessarily yeah. and there's, the federal. There's but, also, there's already been some, a little bit of precedent set around these cases that said, like, yeah. Running for office is never your job. You know, yeah. Jeffrey Clark, I assure you, your job as an environmental lawyer was not to write memos about election fraud and whatnot. Right. So, right. Um, but look, she wants to go to trial. So we talked before about the calendar. She's trying to go to trial in March. Not I've heard happen. lots of people say that's never going to happen. But D.C., the federal government has asked for January. In theory, New York is in February. Yeah. She's asked for March. Florida's in May. Like, one of the things I can appreciate is trying to get these trials done before the election. But they're not before. Well, see, here's where it gets interesting. Is, is there a possibility that some of this stuff gets done before the election? Yes. Is there a possibility that some of this stuff gets done before the primary? No. No. So you end up with this very weird situation that Trump could be a convicted criminal and have more electoral votes. Or yeah, you know. and then it's like, well, what do you do? Not electoral votes. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Delegate votes. Um, yeah. So like, what happens at that convention when it's like, okay, well, the MAGA people are like, this is a corrupt system and the deep state and blah 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 blah, and then you've got. Christie and 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 uh, uh, looks around for somebody else. Yeah, right. Like I'm like, like who is it that would then rise to the top in that mess? Assuming and and honestly, I think it's highly unlikely that any of these cases are ever brought to trial and that there's a adjudication a of yeah, it exactly. by the time we get to the Republican convention. Yeah, that's true. In Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, which is. Got to make some travel plans. Uh, I got to get south. I don't. I don't know. Right. Right. Get further away. <laughs> um, and it's gonna be real interesting to see what happens. And and here's the thing about all of this, right? Every time he gets indicted, he tries to fundraise on it. It looks like that's not 
as effective this time as it was the last time as it was the time before that. Yeah. People are running out of money. He's already said he's not going to help people like Jenna Ellis. Well, and if you're and if you're at all open to the possibility of it being a thing, there's plenty of information out there about how like Trump is using his election campaign money to fund his legal yeah. fees and whatever else. Like at some point you have to be like, yeah, I'm not really want to pay for this if you're if you're paying attention, which, you know, you probably aren't. But, yeah, but I thought he was a billionaire. He could afford anything. Yeah. Evidently not. Evidently you not. You know, that's the other thing that'll be very interesting is the commercial real estate market is not great right now. And who has a lot of commercial real estate? The Donald Trump Donald J. Trump organization. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. at some point you have to wonder if there's some sort of divine justice unfolding before right. us. But so so yeah, we're gonna transition out of that. Yes. And yes. I'm gonna transition through kind of out of that. Um through the both sidesism. Okay. All right. Both sidesism point one. New York Times had a podcast this week about the legal troubles of Donald Trump. Oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, of Joe Biden. Okay. Um. Hang on. Um. Okay. Uh. I don't know. What? If you're scoring at home, that's zero. Okay. So zero indictments. Uh, yeah. So okay. No indictments. Right. All right. So what's the investigation currently affecting Joe Biden? Go. Nah, I got nothing. Oh, weird. Uh, weird, yeah. Like, not even like, does he, like, has he received a speeding ticket? Nah, he no. doesn't drive himself. Okay, can't be that. No, no. Uh, Ukraine servers? No, no, no. Okay. None of that. No. Uh, has he put any dick pics on a laptop? Uh, not his own. No. Oh, okay. Somebody no. else's? <laughs> Did he do it? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who knows? Huh. Who knows? You know, he helps out his kid. So. Oh, okay. Huh. I mean, uh. the Hunter Biden stuff. Uh, it's not really a thing. So <laughs> there's one side of the... Bu- and, and on the other side of the both sidesism, Fox News reported this week that Kid Rock was seen... You're not going to believe this. Drinking a Bud Light. No. Do I have to stop drinking Bud... Wait, I never drink Bud Light. Right. Wait, was Do I, I supposed to, start- to drink Bud I don't even know Do anymore. Do I have to start liking Kid Rock track. again? I don't... I don't. I, I believe don't where I last left this conversation was, uh, I don't drink Bud Light because they threw people under the bus for giving Bud Light to a trans person on TikTok, and so the PR people got in trouble, and so therefore I don't drink Bud Light. I didn't drink Bud Light before because yeah. it's not very good. Yeah, because it's terrible. So. So it was a very easy, like, my, my boycott, it was very easy to stick with. Uh, <laughs> I continue to stick with it. Here at Era Cider, is that a transition? Should it's we a do great that? transition. Should we go that way? That was beautiful. Um, masterful. Masterful. To the point where you said, is that a good transition? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so this is uh, one of their cider beer combinations that I'm having. Oh, nice. I forget the name of it. Uh, uh, I believe you got the Baba. The Baba, yes. It's oh, no, no, that was the previous one was the beer cider combination. That was the I see. S- the La, L- La La Lorna? La La Lorona? La 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 Lorona? La La Lorona? La La Shit. <laughs> it was good. It was very good. Uh, and I'm now on the Baba, which is, okay, so here, in my defense, this is a 7% alcohol beer. It involves some barrel, it's a cider. Oh, yeah. It's barrel aged. 
It's Friday, everybody. It's Friday, everybody. Enjoy your Friday. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, that uh, looks very nice. Yeah, so doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, I and this is actually one of the f my favorite places to bring the kids. Um, I I've been here a ton of times. The owners of this uh, establishment are amazing and empathetic. And I, we, the first time we were here with the kids, um, it was too loud in the floor area. And so they opened up a spot for us on the third floor just for us to eat. That's awesome. And it was still too loud. Yeah. And they, they could tell it was still it, too loud. Yeah. And they boxed everything up without asking. Like, yeah. they saw that we were overwhelmed. And, like, and they're like, Here, here's your stuff. Here you go. That's really cool. It was it, just amazing. I'll always come back to this place. Women-owned, uh, amazing brews, amazing ciders. I think the only really great ciders in the city... Um, I had uh, something. I had the something in the air, which is an IPA. Um, I just needed an IPA to start. I was going to say, that's not a cider. What and are you it doing, was, man? It's super good. Um, you know, just it, just a very solid IPA. But then I, I kind of moved into the cider because I do really like their cider here. Um, and I got a Foria, which is Gala Apples. It's vanilla. It's only about 6%. Yeah. Just super easy drinking. And the other thing I have to add here is that if you are a if you're a tech nerd, you're going to extra appreciate this. But even if you're just somebody who likes life being convenient, you can be sitting at your table and be like, huh, I have a sudden compulsion for another beer. And there's a QR code and you scan the QR code and then you say, this is the beer I want. And then it just shows up and it's like magic. And like I'm almost out of beer here or cider, depending on what you're saying. Um, and you're thinking about it. And you're, I'm thinking you're about looking at the I'm QR gonna, code. I'm going I'm to go to this QR code. I think this is going to be the first time on the podcast that somebody's ordered a beer in real time. I'm going to order this in real time. So the question at first I need to figure out is, what is it that I want? Um, the Baba was quite excellent. Uh, I'm trying to see what they got here. The... I don't so know if you've ever had the Punks. Juice? That's What's really that? good. The Punks is really good. The Punks is good. The Mo okay. Juice is good. That's kind of that's kind of so hops the, in the it. Punks is described as a semi-sweet cider, one with pineapple, cherry, and hints of vanilla. Pineapple upside down cake in a glass. Well, that's very interesting. I think I'm gonna add that to my cart right now. Bing, Bing. Do you want something? No, I'm fine, thank okay, you. Okay. See, now here's the fun thing. I added it to my cart. We have a shared tab. If he adds it to his cart right now before I put the order in, it'll still go in. It's all synchronized. It's like magic. But I'm going to go ahead and place this order. Placing the order. Order is in. Okay, is we'll in. promise not to do any editing between here and when the beer or cider oh, is delivered. Oh, I ordered the 5-ounce so the 14-ounce. Oh, well, I'll drink another one. Yeah, that, and it will be easy to order. That's, That's true. That's the beauty. This is all based on Toast Tab, uh, which Shout rules out to the Toast world Tab. Now. Shout out to Toast Tab. Okay, so let's go back and talk about just briefly the goat rodeo that is the GOP primary. Yes. Goat Rodeo 2024. Where you have a four time indicted former president and criminal. And you have 26 other people who are all pulling at one and a half percent. Yeah. So I just love this. The first debate is coming up. DJ when is that happening? Uh, I don't know. A week okay. from now. 
Um, it, we'll feels, look it, up. it feels soon. Like I feel it, like we're like we should be getting to like well into the fall before we start doing this routine. But actually, yeah. you know what? No, no, no. I remember like no, no. Like this is probably about the right time. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think the primaries are going to start uh, March, April. Like I remember missing Trump's first debate that started this entire apocalypse that we have watched unfold being while I was in Japan and it was in Japan in August. So it so all follows. The first debate is August 23rd. Yep. All right. Um, and oh, there are, it's almost my birthday that day. It's, I mean, it's almost your birthday now. So the, the candidates, there are certain rules they have to get to be on the, the debate stage. Important question. Did Will Hurd qualify? Uh, no. God damn it. So Do I have to donate? Can I donate? Is no, that what no, that's, that's all? not a thing. Uh-huh. I mean, it is a thing, but he's checked that box. So the three boxes are... Okay. They have to be polling above 1% or something wow. like that. All right. Um, and maybe three national polls. Um, you have to have a certain number of donors, and you have to pledge to support the nominee. How do we... What? Uh-huh. Sign a loyalty oath? Like, what do I do? Uh, well, you can't be on the stage no matter what. So right now, <laughs> the people who have qualified are Ron Puddenfingers DeSantis. Yes. Vivek. Who the hell is this guy? Ramaswamy. Nikki actually probably qualified but would never vote for our Haley. Tim, kind of questionable Scott. And Doug Burgum. I don't know enough about Doug Burgum to give him a nickname. Isn't he just like a rich guy? Probably. Uh, Donald Trump has not actually officially qualified because he won't sign the pledge to support somebody else. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Mike Pence also not signed the pledge. Chris Christie not signed the pledge. Uh, Asa Hutchinson. So technically speaking, there are multiple candidates who have... Who nominally could qualify for this, but are choosing not to because they don't want to sign the loyalty oath. Exactly. Trump. And I was because misunderstanding the loyalty oath when you described it. I'm like, I have to if I if they have so many people who have pledged loyalty to that candidate that they will somehow get on the stage. But um, it is it is astounding and bad. Um, and I'm going to watch that debate again. Much like you're not going to watch the. Tucker Carlson interview of Donald Trump. I will not. Time. I will not. Oh, really? Is Weird. that going to be on X? Because I think t- I think he's only on X now. Oh yeah, I suppose it would be. Yeah. Will Will that platform hold up? No. No. Oh, that's going to be. Not. Oh my God, this is going to be awesome. This is amazing. Because what's going to happen is there's going to be this this debate, which I assume is on Fox News. Because where else? Are, I mean, I suppose it could be on One America News or, or one of the other ones. But like, or like, New York Times video. Uh, whatever you know, it's like, but like on a, something that is a platform that has broadband, yeah. <laughs> and and then they'll try to do this thing on X, and it's gonna, it's just gonna melt down. It is not gonna survive it. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Best thing that could happen. This is great. This. I mean, this timeline sucks, but every so often I'm like, that's eh, pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But I'm glad they brought it's in the comic like relief yeah, for this episode. Exactly. So the other really funny thing was that Ron DeSantis's campaign, like, evidently intentionally leaked his debate prep notes 
<laughs> what? Where it was like uh, at least three times uh, call out Biden for something. At least three times bring your positive message. Defend Donald Trump at all costs against Chris Christie. And bash Vivek Wamaswamy six times. Like, they can't have possibly done that intentionally. But it was news for a day before they took it down off a website. That's so weird. It is so weird and so bad. But that is actually quite emblematic. I mean, I suppose then if he goes totally off script, it'd be like, oh, look at him. He's look at putting fingers. And his lifty shoes. This is the problem he has: is that as much as I, as much as I hate Trump, he is very good at like the just making other people look like clowns. And I grant there's a lot of clowns to thus decorate with a red nose and call them a fully officially clowns. But um, the putting fingers thing, man, that's a plus. <laughs> it is because it's just like it's like it's just. Uh, like just like it's slightly uncomfortable like this is not okay <laughs> it's not okay and maybe maybe bill cosby ruined that but i don't know so the you know and, and sort of speaking of desantis and i think we move on into the states now um he's like he's like hey uh disney you know what you can drop your lawsuit against me because i'm over it now i'm good right I'm, i've moved on past this yeah which means I'm about to get my ass handed to me in court. So please, for the love of God. <laughs> right. Disney's like, oh, let me think about that. Actually, we're just going to file another How lawsuit about no? <laughs> for additional damages for breach of contract. Well, here's a, the spectacular thing with DeSantis is, like, he can't run for re-election in Florida. Right. So, like, his political career may be over very soon. That's great. That's I mean, he's going to run for Senate. Of course he will. Yeah. Of course he Against will. Scott or uh, what's his name? White so, guy. Somebody who's very disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. There is some disappointment there, to be sure. And, I, and you know, sort of turning to other criminal Republicans, and this actually just warms my heart. In Texas, yeah. the Attorney General, Kenneth Paxton has been impeached for crimes related to peddling influence and helping his good friend who's a real estate developer who's also a criminal. This is a case, huh. a criminal case that was huh. brought three years ago that hasn't gotten to trial because of various and sundry delays. Okay. But the Texas legislature, who is pretty worthless, I mean, they only meet like once or twice a year. Right. I mean, they're fine. Because they don't need off. government in Texas. Sure. So. Absolutely not. Um, you've got guns for that. Has impeached him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's funny because it's true. Uh, yeah. And like the, <laughs> the, sort of, the sort of leopards eating faces thing, just I, I can't get that out of my head. And you see this like, he's like, oh, well, deep state in Texas? The deep state in the Republican legislature of Texas is the thing and then he goes on to say first of all we need to get rid of most of these articles of impeachment because the things you said I did happened before I was elected before last and people kind of knew I did them not that they're not crimes but like hey people knew I was a criminal 
and still elected me, so you can't impeach me for that. <laughs> they knew what they were getting into. What? <laughs> what? That's like that's like it was like Donald Trump declaring victory when like I wasn't I wasn't convicted of being a rapist. I was only convicted of being a sexual batterer. Like this is like <laughs> right. unbelievable. And then his lawyers like, and they don't have any proof. And the committee released like 40,000 pages of evidence. It's like, oh, yeah, these guys shared an Uber account with the name like Dave P that they would use to like go see their mistresses. I mean, yeah. it's it's really nice to watch. Oh, yeah. It's really nice to watch. And and honestly, I kind of tip of the tip of the 10 gallon hat to the Texas legislature is like. We, uh, we we can't got, even put up. Yeah, with we this can't shit. even deal with it, guys. Because <laughs> look at this guy, look at this clown. Can't deal with it. So, yeah. So I think that covers our goat rodeo. Uh, we got a little bit of other random news. Uh, Hawaii, just sad face. We don't really talk about it. You know it. We know it. I will say, like. This is the year I feel like where climate change made it extremely clear that it's a real thing. Yeah. Like, like right now, there's a tropical storm warning in California. Like, that's not a thing that happens. Should not um, be a thing. Hawaii, thing. all the fires there. Um, over 120 people died. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, honestly, at this point, a lot of it's just because we just haven't had a chance to officially find the people who have been killed by it um yeah no it's it's a lot and uh it'd be awfully nice if we did something to try to stop it in some fashion instead of making it worse every yeah, that sounds hard yeah that sounds hard let's not do that both let's sides that. Both, both sides, sides. both sides We've some planets it. are getting warmer some planets are getting colder yeah what are you gonna do yeah what what are you gonna do and but but maybe if you framed it in terms of all the small businesses that burned down in Hawaii, yeah, maybe that would get to somebody. No, is there any major corporations that have been affected? Because then we might have probably a, might not, have a chance. Probably Thank not. you. Um, and then I think the last thing is Mifepristone, the appeals yes, court. Yes, appeals court has continued the the oh, semi ban on it. Like it depends. Like you know, but basically have continued to limit it, which is really perplexing. And I. I I haven't read through the case or listened to anybody much, much smarter than I am about it. But we all kind of thought that that would just kind of go away because of the judge who yeah, issued so the order. Is I, I looked into it briefly, and, like, there's the uh, – they've sort of started to move away from the 2000 decision to originally make it legal. But then they were bringing up issues around the way it was – the access to it was changed in 2016 and, like – so there's some stuff around that. Whatever. I mean, like, it's a three-panel uh, three set judge of judges panel. who uh, made this ruling. They're all Republican appointees. And so, like, oh, well, clearly this is bullshit. But, like, if you look at SCOTUS, like, oh, but it's bullshit that might actually stand. So, Yeah, is there knows? a chance that goes to the full en banc panel of judges there? Who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? So. Yeah, uh, we're, we're not going to talk about coups in Africa. I think we're going to keep the keep the international to a minimum yeah today. yeah uh although we did learn that the german government is still paying 
for Angela Merkel's hair care. I respect that. Yeah, respect which has that. been like 40,000 euros since she left office. That's, that's a lot of as euros. As a bald person, I'm highly offended by this. <laughs> Also, you know, I feel like this is this is this is a complete callback to earlier in this, but I want to go back to Cheese Bro. I thought you were going to go back to the QR code. No, You've no, already QR brought code it up is, twice. QR code is pure genius. Uh, Cheese Bro, did you know he's from Wisconsin? I mean, I could only assume. That I mean, was, I just love that. I mean, I assume I, he's I named after he's named after a suburb of like Green Bay, which is Cheese Bro. Right. I mean, that's right. And you and he's and you have to assume he's a bro, and it's cheap. I mean, it's just like it's just so perfect. It's the perfect name. It's like he's a character in that in a. It's a Dickensian name. It is. It's like so. And and you know what we didn't bring up, and I've got to touch on it before we sign off. Yes. Was the other thing that we saw today this week that sort of reinforced the they knew what they were doing all along. They don't care. Was the video of Roger Stone dictating? To some poor, you know, son of a banker who was working on the campaign. Yeah. The plan to have the state legislature send other electors. Yeah. A day after the election. Yeah. One day after the election. So before the election was called, before any lawsuits, they were already planning it. Yeah. And you're just, and it's on video, the Danish, there was a Danish, uh, uh, documentarian who has it just out in the open yeah you see you see him there he's got his laptop with the what would nixon do bumper sticker on it yeah and he's dictating to this guy while wearing wired apple earphones yeah they do they do they do not give a fuck because until until somebody finally shows up and brings down the hammer you know, so we'll see. We'll and, see. And so, in a callback, who has the worst job in the world? That guy used to. Yeah. Imagine being that kid sitting there and just like, dude, we lost. Yeah. I'm in this sad little conference room, and this guy's yapping at me about something. There's also another poor job: the guy who had to do the Nixon tattoo on, on that guy. That's true. That's true. Anyhow. Anyway. On that note, and on a mental picture of Richard Nixon's face. On Roger Stone's ass. That's how we'll sign off. Stay safe, everybody. Keep that idea out of your head. Yeah, exactly. Drink that memory away. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.